Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome to another episode of the John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering another one of your questions that I received over on Core.com. And the question is, what are the positives and negatives of Elance and Odesk? Before I do, I want to remind you to stick around for the resource of the day at the end of this episode. Also, be sure to head on over to my YouTube channel and check all the free training that I have there. I have playlists on topics ranging from building your first website to responsive web design to PHP, MySQL, freelancing, and more. And you can find all of that on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash John Morris video. And I'll, of course, link to that in the description for this episode. All right, now for today's episode. So what are the positives and negatives of Elance and Odesk? Well, let me start with the positives. And there's a number of them if you take the right approach. So first, you can get experience working with clients. So if you've never worked with clients before and you're unsure about what that would be like and you're a little uneasy about putting up a whole website and asking clients to hire you when you're not 100% sure if you're going to be good at working with clients, if you're going to be comfortable with it, it's something you're going to enjoy, etc., then freelance sites are a good way to get your feet wet without investing a whole bunch of time and energy into building up your brand and building up what you would need in order to get hired on your website. So you can get experience working with clients. You can also get experience working with your technical skill. So it's one thing to implement whatever your technical skill is when it's you by yourself or for friends and family. It's a whole different ball game when you start doing that for paid clients. And so you can get some experience with that and, again, figure out if there's something you want to do, if it's something you're going to be good at, something you'll be able to do, and so forth. Next, you can build your reputation using these sites. So, again, you can start working with clients, and if you do a good job, you can start to build up a little bit of word of mouth and maybe even get some referrals for off of the freelance sites from those customers that you have. And at the very least, start to create a buzz within your niche with people who are actually actively working in that niche, hiring other people. And so, again, you can just start to build your reputation using them. You can also use them to better understand what your clients want. So this is probably the biggest one, but probably the most overlooked one, because a lot of freelancers, a lot of people, artists in general, have a good idea of what they want and uh, the art that they want to create and so forth, but don't necessarily have a good context for working with clients and understanding what it is that clients are after. Not only just in the sense of what kind of, what kind of projects they're after or what kind of results they're after, but also just the way they want to be communicated with the way they want to be talked to, the way they do their research and so forth. You can really get inside the mind of your clients on these freelance sites because you get an opportunity to get hired. If you're doing a good job, you can get an opportunity to work with a number of different clients from all over the place that are outside of realms that you might not ever come in contact with otherwise. So again, you can use it to help you better understand your clients. You can use them to build your portfolio. So obviously, as you're working with clients, you're going to have things that you're going to build and you can get a hold of those or you can capture those 
to put in your portfolio as you look to start build your old website and marketing yourself off of the freelance sites and getting work that way. You can use them to get testimonials. So one of the nice things about the freelance sites is that they encourage the people that hire you, the clients that hire you to leave reviews and leave ratings and so forth. And so you they will actually do some of the solicitation on testimonials for you. So you can get those testimonials and then you can use those testimonials throughout the rest of your marketing, again, on your website and other places that you may be trying to get hired. You can use those testimonials. You can use them to earn while you build your overall business. So this is a big one that I think people who were around before these freelance sites existed maybe have a better grasp of this. I know when I was first starting out and a lot of these sites weren't necessarily around or they weren't as popular as they are now that I was trying to, I was building my business and I was doing a lot of stuff for free or in my free time and I was footing the bill for it or I was just doing it without getting any compensation in order to build up all these other things that I've talked about. With these freelance sites, you can actually build your portfolio. You can build your reputation. You could do all of these things while actually getting paid for it because there's now these large marketplaces with lots of clients looking to hire people that you can tap into to help you do that. So you can earn income while you're actually building your business, which is a somewhat of a, a unique thing. It's not as unique these days in like the internet age, but for us old people, uh, it's something that is fairly new and unique and is is a big advantage. You can also use them to test if you're ready, if you're ready to actually do this, if you have what it takes, if you're mentally prepared before you actually go all in. If you go about building a website and doing all the things that you need to do in order to do that, and you find out halfway through or partway through that you're just not ready, you've wasted a lot of time and energy setting things up for a situation now where you're not going to take full advantage of them. So you can very quickly get up on these freelance sites and start testing if you're ready to really go for it and, and do this kind of work. You can also use them to develop your brand. This is both, again, talking about your reputation in the sense of your public-facing brand and how other people perceive you, but develop it also in the sense of you understanding what your brand is and getting a better grasp of how you should be branding yourself. And again, that goes back to understanding what your clients really want. So when you understand what your clients really want, then you can start to understand how to build a brand to attract those people and you can do some testing on the freelance sites and try some different ideas and get pretty media immediate feedback because there's just so many clients and and people on there looking to hire uh, developers looking to hire freelancers you can use them for quick cash so even when you get your business up and going or in the beginning stages when you're trying to get it going on your own website and maybe you're not getting quite there where you're getting the amount of clients that you can be fully off of the freelance sites. You can use them to, to help spur on your business and, and keep things going while, while you are building the, everything else out to get clients on your own website. Or maybe you have a lull and you're not getting as many quote requests at a particular time. You can go on the freelance sites, 
hop in, maybe do a project or two, get some quick cash, and then hop back out. So they can be a kind of good backup plan if, you know, again, things on your own website aren't going, taking off as well, or they're not, there's a lull in what you're doing. So those are some of the positives, and there's quite a few, and those are all the reasons why I've used freelance sites in the past to help me get things going, why I recommend new freelancers especially use them to get things going, and even uh, people who've been doing it for a while to maybe help you get more clear on what it is that you're trying to do with your business. You can use these freelance sites for testing in that sense. Of course, there are some negatives, and the first bit, really big negative is that they're extremely competitive. The point of the freelance sites is to make you compete. Now, I know the company line on all these freelance sites is they say they're there to help freelancers, but you can always look where the money comes from to see what who a company is really serving. And these companies are really serving the clients that hire you. Because those are the ones that are ultimately paying the money. So one of the ways that they serve those clients is they make the marketplace extremely competitive. And the idea is that the cream will rise to the top, the best developers will rise to the top, and also that the prices will come down as a result of the competition. So if you're going in there and you don't necessarily have a clear strategy, you don't necessarily aren't able to necessarily put things together quickly, then you can find that it's extremely uncompetitive. Any job that you're you're bidding on is probably going to have at least 10 or 15 other people bidding on that same job. And so it can be hard to stand out if you're not exactly sure how to do that. So again, they're just extremely competitive and that has a whole range of consequences that come with it. It also, again, as a result, becomes easy to compete on price. Now, you can still sell on value and compete on value on these sites. However, what I find is that in the web design, web development space, most people in that space don't have a good idea of how to market themselves. And so what they fall into is starting to market themselves based on price. And that's why you see people on these freelance sites who are offering their services for 5 or $10 an hour. That is frankly someone who doesn't know how to market on value. And so they're simply marketing on price. And obvious, and oftentimes they're in a financial situation where they're able to do that for whatever reason. Maybe it's the standard of living where they live, or maybe they're a college student that's in college and, you know, they can afford to do that. There's a number of different reasons why that's the case, but it's almost impossible for anybody who's a serious, full-time professional freelancer to compete with somebody like that on price because they can always go lower than you and frankly lower than what you're willing to go. So the trick is you have to know how to market yourself based on value. Another thing is that they also tend to reward the successful. Now that's not necessarily a negative overall obviously if you're one of the successful people on there it's definitely not a negative but what you'll find is because of the way they do their rankings with job history and ratings and the revenue and so forth the people who do well tend to continue to do well and do even better whereas if you go on there and you struggle at first you can very quickly find yourself 
kind of falling into oblivion on these sites and being almost impossible to find because the sites, again, are competitive. They're designed to make the cream rise to the top. And if you're not doing very well on those sites, then you can quickly find yourself falling to the bottom. So they tend to reward the successful and, in a sense, the rich get richer on the freelance sites, which can be for someone who's not clear, who's not, you know, maybe this is your first go at this and you're trying to figure it out. That can be a real struggle because it, it tends to get harder over time. The more you're on there and the less you're having success, it, it tends to get a little bit harder to, to achieve that success. All right. So, so those are some of the negatives. So then the real point is if you're going to go on these sites, then there's a couple things that I recommend that you do in order to have the most success and not drive yourself crazy, essentially. First is you want to get in, get what you need, and get out. The nature of these sites isn't changing. They're always going to be ultra competitive. They're always going to make you feel like you want to compete on price. And so you don't want to stay there for very long because what what's going to end up happening is you're going to end up doing more work for less money than if you are able to build a brand off of these sites where someone lands on your website and there's no other competition there you or and or you're able to establish a name in your marketplace and become the go-to person in your marketplace you're just going to make more money that way so you don't want to think of these sites as your plan for your freelance business you want to think of them as a stepping stone to helping you build your freelance business. And that's a key, key point. Because if you try to go all in on these sites, you're going to drive yourself crazy and end up working more and making less as a result. You also need to make sure that you have a clear strategy going in. Now that can be difficult for someone who's just starting out and you're not sure what you're supposed to do. But you you really don't want to go into these sites him hawing around and trying to figure it out. If you're going to do that, what I recommend that you do is you pick one that isn't, that's the one you don't ultimately want to be on. So what I mean by that is, let's say ultimately you want to be on Odesk. Well, don't start out on Odesk. Start out on Freelancer or Elancer, whatever one is out there, and take your lumps on that site. And then as you start to figure things out, then you can apply what you learned to the site that you ultimately want to be on because now you'll have a more clear strategy of exactly what to do and you're not going to fall into that race to the bottom that I mentioned or the 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 fact that those sites reward the successful because you, when you go onto the site you ultimately want to be on you'll have a clear strategy you'll have success right away and you'll start to rise to the top so again make sure that you have a clear strategy going in if you need to develop that then develop it somewhere else first and then come on to the site that you ultimately want to be on. And of course, then the strategy that I recommend if you want to take some advice on how to approach these sites is, and I, and I, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, I harp on this constantly, but is to be very, very highly targeted. And so you pick and then you pick a niche and then you create your profile entirely around that. Now, I would imagine that you're not, if you're like me, you're, you're not going to immediately know what that niche should be. 
and you're going to have to do a little bit of testing. That's fine. You're not necessarily going to pick the right niche right off the bat. However, you need to pick a niche, not worry too much about if it's the perfect one, and then you need to go all in on that niche in a sense. Because the the big mistake that that you can make is being too much of a generalist and it hurts you in a number of ways because the the way the ranking algorithms work on these sites, the especially if you're new, yes, the reputation and the job history and all those things matter. However, relevance and something they call match is also important. So you can kind of you can get higher rankings on these sites by being a better match for the search term that someone is searching for. So when you pick a niche and go all in around that niche and create your profile completely around that niche, it helps you create a higher match for that particular niche, which is going to allow you to rank higher for those searches. On Elance, I don't know, I don't think I was ever number one in the searches. I only spent about a year on Elance before I had my business built out to where I left. And I don't take work on Elance anymore. I get it all through my website. But I don't think I was ever number one in the search engines. I think I was usually around three or four. But everybody that I was there competing with on the the, the main search that I was targeting on there had a level of probably six or seven their their job history every their their reputation on the site was way higher than mine but they were all generalists they were all targeting things like web design not something specific and so i was able i think the highest level i ever got on there was like a level 2 or level 3 maybe a little bit higher at the height of it i might have hit a level 4 uh, because i had a lot of jobs going on at that time but, you know, I only spent a year on there, so I never developed up to the real, real high levels. And I was still able to outrank those other profiles and searches because I was targeted for the search that I wanted to, to win on. And so on that search, I was outranking other profiles that had a much higher level than me and a much higher reputation than me simply because I was targeted. So... Going heavy on targeting on these sites can allow you to do that, can allow you to rank high for searches. And then when someone sees that, your profile, and it's targeted for exactly what they just searched for versus someone who, yeah, they might have a little bit higher reputation, but they're just saying web design and web development, and they're saying PHP and HTML and CSS. And then you're saying, I specifically do this one thing that you just searched for they're definitely going to click on your profile. Now, depending on how your profile is set up and so forth, you may or may not actually get the invite and, and get the job proposal or whatever. But they're definitely going to click on it, and that's that's the first part of the battle. So going heavy on targeting and then heavy on trust. And so when you get into, when you're writing your profile, your service description, your payment terms, everything should be oriented around developing trust and in that sense it's about developing authority so anything that you can say that helps you come across as authority i always said i'm the lead instructor for the wishlist member certified developers program because that's the niche that i was targeting as people who wanted 
sites built by WordPress and Wishlist member. So I always said I was the lead instructor for Wishlist member certified developers program. I always uh, named some of the big name sites that I work on, like Michael Hyatt, uh, Lewis Howes, Ray Edwards, etc. I always threw that in there. I always said that I was a developer of 10 plus years. Uh, so there was a number of things that I would try and put in there that I had that were my credentials to put into my profile to, to try and develop a sense of trust that I knew what I was talking about. Along with that, then, of course, is your portfolio, the certifications that you have, the tests that you take on there. Those are all things that are designed to build trust. So on your profile, what you're really looking to do is to build trust. Most of the clients, you know, if you talk to anybody about sales, they'll, they'll talk about it. There's desire is one of the things that you have to build. Trust is another one and urgency is another one. Most of the time in this particular situation, your clients are going to come to your profile with the desire and the urgency already there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on that site hiring somebody. So the thing that you need to give them to get them over the hump is the trust. And so you go heavy on trust and on your profile that comes in the form of authority. On the other side, in terms of your proposals and your communication back and forth with a client, Trust comes in the form of giving value and giving them some sort of results in advance. So if they contact you or they invite you to a job and you can actually help them in your back and forth communication and give them some meat and give them something that they actually try and works for them or is a key insight that changes the way they're thinking about something, then you can develop that trust that you, that you really need to develop. So, uh, again, it comes in the form of giving them results in advance. So, heavy on targeting, heavy on trust, those are the approaches that I would take on the freelance site. That's the strategy uh, that I would use. All right, thanks for listening. If you have a question, you can hit me up on Twitter, at JP Morris, or over on Quora. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Quora. That'll take you to my profile, and you can invite me to your question there. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. And if you like this episode, be sure to make make sure that you like it so that I know that you like this content. Also, if you haven't yet, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my free seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. All right, so now it's time for the resource of the day. And the resource that I want to point you to today is a course over on Udemy called Build Websites from scratch with HTML and CSS with the instructor Brad Hussey. And this is a course that I've taken and uh, I recommend this course because it's really a thorough look at HTML and CSS. And if that's something that you're learning right now, this can really help you fast forward your progress in learning those languages. And Brad's a really great instructor. In fact, he's been featured on Udemy for some of the things that he does and, and, and how he teaches his class. They use him as an example of what to do. So he's a really great instructor. He teaches it really well and it can help you learn it very quickly. So if you go to johnmorrisonline.com slash resources and then you just simply scroll down to the web design and development courses, you'll see a course named build websites from scratch with HTML and CSS. And you can click on through to Udemy to take a look at that course. 
All right. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later.